is climate change actually a thing in the Transformers? Ironically, we're going to figure that out this time on Energon Entries. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Energon Entries. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights, and I hope that you are having a great day wherever it is that you are listening and whenever it is that you are listening. I'm just happy that you are back, and I hope that you are enjoying this podcast. Last episode, we talked about episode six, which had a lot of different wrinkles to it, including a lot of a look in the past of Cybertron and some of the Autobots and Decepticons. And so we find ourselves now at episode seven, which is Fire in the Sky. A little bit of wrinkle that's interesting about this. When I go on YouTube and try to watch these episodes, the order is a little bit different than it is on some of these other apps. I am watching them in what I understand is the true intended way to watch them in chronological order, the way that they were released back in the 80s, but I know that they have switched things up on Hasbro's YouTube site because of some rights that had to do with toys back in the day. We're not going to get into that, it's just something that I learned in actually watching these episodes because when I watch them on YouTube, apparently I watch them out of order, but we're going to talk about them in order. So episode 7 is called Fire in the Sky, and the episode starts with a blizzard at Auto headquarters, which we find out is in the desert. The Autobots are having a snowball fight. It's really cute. This, though, is alerting Optimus Prime that something strange must be going on. And of course, with the show, the Decepticons are probably behind it. The Decepticons are actually drilling into underground crystals at the Arctic Circle that are tapping into the energy of the Earth's core. That seems to be pretty awesome for them. They have all of these infrastructure things set up so that they can do this. And somehow this goes under the radar for the Autobots. In drilling for more crystals, Rumble accidentally uncovers Skyfire, who is an old friend of Starscream from back on Cybertron. The Decepticons bring Skyfire back to life and make him a Decepticon. He is now their lookout. Skyfire does not realize the true intentions of Starscream and trusts that his friend has his best interests in mind when joining the Decepticons. The Autobots drive to the Arctic Circle to confront the Decepticons. Skyfire, the new lookout for the Decepticons, scatters the Autobots but rescues Spike and Sparkplug from a rogue glacier that they are floating on. Insistent of his nefarious plans, Skyfire assures the humans that Megatron isn't all that bad and takes them to him. In doing so, Skyfire puts the humans in danger and finds out that Megatron and Starscream are pretty evil dudes and not who he thought that they were, that their intentions are actually nefarious. After some of the Autobots get captured due to falling through the ice, Starscream attempts to execute them, but is fooled by one of Hound's holograms. As usual, a battle ensues between the Autobots and Decepticons, which once again includes a one-on-one with Megatron and Optimus Prime. Due to Skyfire's help, the Decepticons are scattered, their plans are foiled, but in helping the Autobots, Skyfire crashes into the ice and is once again in prison there. The episode ends with the Autobots almost praying for Skyfire for when they next see him. This was actually a good episode because it introduced a new robot for the first time in a very new way. This wasn't just, boom, there's more Autobots. This happened in the pilot where from episode one to episode two, all of a sudden there were just more robots there. And I get why that happens. You're not really sure what you're going to do with this pilot, so boom, you add new robots. But in this case, it introduces them in a very, very unique way that during the plans that they are having, to try to get the energy that they need, which is always what the Decepticons do. They just happen to find this robot
robot that had been imprisoned there, and we get a backstory on that. We find out that Starscream, before the war and before the Decepticons were what they are today, was actually an explorer. So Starscream wasn't always the whiny little thing that he is today, trying for all the power to take from Megatron. What he actually was was an explorer. And on this mission with Skyfire, who was a legitimate friend of his back in the day, Skyfire crashes on Earth because Earth at that time wasn't a planet that they knew. They didn't even know that they were going to be there. Now, I do find it convenient that some of these robots find themselves on Earth all this time later. And you would think that when Skyfire crashes there and Starscream is actually looking for him, that they would want to explore this planet. But I guess that was long enough ago that the Earth didn't have the rich resources that it does today with all of the human activity on it. So maybe that's why. Maybe I should give them a pass for that. So, of course, they bring Skyfire back to life. Starscream gets a little bit emotional almost because he hasn't seen his friend for so long, gives the backstory of what's going on. But Megatron sees it as an opportunity to have such a powerful robot at his disposal. Skyfire is larger than all the other Decepticons. But he wakes up after this long slumber, not knowing where he is, not knowing who all these people are. And of course, he's going to trust his friend. Haven't we all been through that? We've all wanted to trust somebody that we've known for a long time. And sometimes it doesn't work out. People change. Starscream has changed a lot, but Skyfire is the same person that he was when he crashed there. He was a good robot, and so he still is that good robot, and he wants to trust that Starscream, a friend of his from long ago, has his best interest at heart. I find this interesting because that's just the way human nature is, but also this episode is interesting because the Decepticon plans are taking place at the Arctic Circle. Now, at the beginning of the episode, when this snowfall happens, you find out that the Autobots are actually in the desert, and I assume that they're in the desert in America because that's... That seems to be where this takes place. And so they're going to drive to the Arctic Circle. How long do you think that actually took? Do you think the Decepticons could have actually gone through with their whole plan and been able to do everything that they wanted to do by the time the Autobots drove to the Arctic Circle? I get that the Autobots are Autobots for a reason, but it seems a little bit ludicrous that they have to literally drive everywhere. It seems really, really inefficient. And a lot of these plans that they seem to be able to foil, it seems like they shouldn't be able to because of how long it's taking them to get places. But again, this is a cartoon. Inconsistencies are going to happen. It's just something that amuses me that, hey, let's drive everywhere. And the Arctic Circle, one of the polarizing places on the Earth, is going to take the longest to get there from the desert. So that's just fascinating to me. So Spike and Sparkplug always seem to find themselves getting into some kind of trouble when trying to help them. And you have to ask yourself, why are the Autobots continuing to bring them with them when really they're a liability? They get stuck on this glacier that's floating and Skyfire, who is still a good-natured robot, goes to rescue them. Because in his mind, why wouldn't I rescue these people? And so he rescues Spike and Sparkplug and they don't trust him. And why would they trust him? He's got a Decepticon symbol on them. And his naivety makes him tell the humans, no. Megatron's not bad. Starscream's not bad. I'll show you. I'll bring you to them. We all kind of do that sometimes, don't we? When we want to prove that something isn't what people think that it is, we try and show them immediately. And so that's what Skyfire does. And in doing so, he puts the humans in danger without knowing, finds out exactly what Megatron and Starscream are. They actually shoot him at one point during this episode, which is insane to me. But that just tells you, Megatron, as awesome as he is and as superior as he is to so many of the other Transformers, is a bad dude. And Starscream has no morals whatsoever. 
whatsoever. Like no moral compass whatsoever. Tries to take over the Decepticons left and right. Certainly isn't going to treat a friend in any other way than he would any other Autobot. And Skyfire does the moral thing and brings up, hey, I don't think that we should be doing this. And that's what he gets for his effort. It's just interesting because Starscream's friendship is never more valuable than his place with the Decepticons. Starscream is a different robot from what Skyfire knows. Starscream is always going to try to look out for himself and get what he feels he deserves. And that is leadership of the Decepticons. Every episode it comes up, every episode Starscream fails, but he's going to continue to try because that's just who Starscream is. So Skyfire ends up becoming an Autobot, switches sides. He finds out the Autobots are really good dudes and he helps them win the day. And in doing so, he crashes into the ice once again. He sacrificed himself to save the Earth and its core. Now, what's funny about this is that climate change is what kind of spurred this whole episode. Snowing in the desert, not something that happens very, very often. In today's world, not to make this any type of a political agenda, but climate change is talked about a lot. And over this past summer in 2023, there was unusual heat in places that are hot, but not this hot. And so climate change is mentioned here and Optimus Prime is like, oh, that's really weird. And it's not something that would usually come up in the 1980s. I know that we talked about some things like deforestation and things like that, but this is real climate change. And it's something interesting that it would trigger a response from something in the 1980s. And it sort of was ahead of his time. It depends on how you feel about climate change in general. But I think just overall, in general, snow in the desert is weird. And that's never going to be normal. So I think it's fascinating that this 80s cartoon in some ways is progressive in a way because they're bringing up situations, they're bringing up topics that maybe in the moment in the 80s weren't actual things or weren't something that we as humans were super, super concerned about the way we are today. But when you flash forward and watch it in 2023 in today's mindset, it kind of hits a nerve because you're like, wow, maybe they were onto something. And wouldn't it be great if we could figure this out in some way that was reasonable? And the Autobots would have been able to do that, but they're not here. This isn't real. Just interesting to think about. At the end of the episode, Skyfire crashes and the Autobots don't save him. I find this to be kind of weird. Why do they assume that he's just dead? Why do they assume that they can't go get him? The Decepticons uncovered him after millions of years and were able to bring him back to life. He crashes in the ice. You'd think, why don't we just drill for him? Wouldn't the Autobots want to have Skyfire on their roster? He's a big dude. He's a good dude and he flies, something that the Autobots don't have a lot of. You'd think that they would value that skill set, but they don't. They just sort of say, like, we hope he's okay. We'll see him next time, basically. We'll go get him. Why are you not going to get him? That's just really strange that you'd leave him there. Was there something that we didn't know in this episode that, hey, if I crash and him in the ice, just leave me here. Come back and get me another time. Just seems a little bit odd. The Decepticons, I'm surprised, wouldn't go back for him. You'd think, hey, I can't believe that the Autobots didn't go get him. Let's go get him and turn him into a Decepticon in his mind. But hey, these are the things that I think about. No real animation quirks or voice quirks in this episode. Kind of disappointing. Again, they're an endearing part of this journey of mine, and I just wish that we could see more of them. They're fun, and I think that that's fun. So this episode, though, was kind of interesting, again, with the mention of climate change, just thinking about it in today's mind, adding a new robot in a very unique way, getting more backstory, especially about Starscream. Starscream is just a whiny character, but finding out that at one time he wasn't all that bad and he was just an innocent explorer really good contextual background and really good character building for me in terms of what Starscream is today versus what he was kind of gives you an idea of just how much he has been corrupted. The rest of the episode, though, it was fine. The Autobots scatter the Decepticons. The Autobots save the day. Everything is great. This is a solid four out of five for me because of the addition of the new character, a little bit more context, a little bit more past 
a little bit more diving into the past of some of these individual Transformers, and that's always going to be cool with me. What did you think of the episode? Get in touch with me, mattyicemedia at gmail.com is the email to do that. There is no social media for this podcast. I'm just doing this for fun. I'm not trying to break new ground. I'm just enjoying watching these episodes and talking about them with you. Hope this finds you well. I hope this finds you safe, and I will talk to you all next time. This is Energon Entries. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Energon entries are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Energon entries is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.